our breakout room, we uh, we did spend a little bit of time talking about our New Year's resolutions. So we actually didn't get to the second question. I wanted to offer a little bit of our feedback on the first one. Um, kind of across the board, we realized that we, we really don't have that profitability metric for customer success. And we took an interesting kind of exit ramp to, from the conversation and um, talked about the age old question of where does the commercial responsibility lie? And if it doesn't lie within customer success, are you viewed as just a cost center by your organization versus like a revenue generating center? And I think that's key to keep in mind when you're having that profitability discussion of where that commercial responsibility lies. But um, across the board in, in our group, we really, we talked about acquisition costs and, and you know, general cost of churn and, and um, retention goals, but not really that profitability number. So it's definitely on my mind, and I can speak on behalf of my own organization, I have a just a gut feeling that we're, we're going through such dramatic growth right now that it's not something that we've taken pause and looked at. Uh, we have the resources to kind of throw people in where we need them, and we have our goals that we want to achieve, and um, it's, it's, this has kind of brought, brought it to my mind that maybe we do take pause and, and look at that profitability number and make sure we're not too far out of whack, even, even in growth mode. Yeah, but, and so this is very interesting. So you, you currently don't, do you have any milestone, like any um, any timeline when it comes to, without profitability, I feel like a customer success, like an IT department is more for cost that doesn't really have a PL. Do you have any uh, milestone or timeline for 2021 to say, hey, we really need to put some numbers, again, this cost of managing a customer success team based on however your, your business is actually growing? I think so. I think that's probably in line for us in late 2021 after we've achieved um, some of the aggressive objectives that that we want to get under our belt in the first half of the year. Okay, thank you. And I don't see any hands raised, but I would love to jump into uh, to let David just sharing what uh, he shared with our group, which I thought was really interesting. Go ahead, David. Thanks, Bertle. So um, th there's a lot of people talk about ARR, and, and I've never really focused just on ARR. For me, it's about profitable ARR, right? Anybody could be successful, you know, giving things away for a loss and then, and then going out of business. So um, the, the two big metrics for me would be profitable ARR. And then at eBay, uh, my, customer my customer success team was responsible for renewals. So we also looked at the percentage of renewals closed because if you're closing renewals, it shows that you're adding value, that you're doing all those other things. And my feeling is instead of trying to measure value, if I have customers that keep coming back for more, then I know that the company is adding value to them. So I would say those two. And then there's a third one that I like to use that is not related to profitability, uh, but that's NPS. And I think NPS has to be more of a global measure across an organization, but you have to be careful about how you do NPS and that, that could be a whole different conversation. Thank you, David. I, I really love, I found that very inspiring, especially we keep talking about AR um, and your recurrent revenue, and you're adding a really important word, which is actually profitable AR, like having a flat renewal or just increasing uh, growth, having growth through 
price increase because you add more feature doesn't make you are doesn't mean you are more profitable so we need to find ways to upsell and cross sell and we are back to a question that has been around in 2020 which is a customer success should he or she handle the commercial part of upselling cross selling or just being really value based so this is not the uh, conversation for today um i'm going to go back and forth between one question and the other so the second one what are your top three major strategic initially for 2021 i feel emily uh, my share have shared about actually studying this uh, framework here. Um, anyone would like to share their his or her thoughts around the second question? No. Uh, Bertel, I can Andres. speak for my group uh, as a co-host. I cannot raise my hand, so I just raise my voice. <laughs> Um, we had actually uh, three great strategic initiatives um, in our team. Uh, one was to increase the collaboration with the end users so that they're not surprised and overwhelmed by all these new great things that are coming out of the uh, product pipeline and uh, making sure they're enabled and equipped to really um, improve their um, productivity with all those new features. Um, one other company is uh, empowering the CSMs more to uh, make decisions at their level and have basically some, some more freedom about um, initiatives with them. And the third one was to train the CSMs who are very much focused uh, right now in helping this end user community to have more of these high value conversations at the executives levels. So to engage more with the uh, decision makers. And um, I thought those, those were really awesome. So that's it from, I believe, group number six. Thank you, Andreas. I really love the idea of training. I think it should be a recurrent topic. Uh, every year, we should be able to add more skills and better work internally across them. Um, I, so I would like just to stay a little more on those three major strategic initiatives. Anyone would like to add anything else? If not, I'm going to ask Boaz, actually. I think you shared some of your strategic initiative on, a, on one of your many webinars or conversation or interview. I, I'm losing track with all of them, but if anyone is raising their hands, oh, actually, Paul, go ahead and then we jump to both. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot. So, yeah, so um, a lot of our 2021 um, objectives are like the top three are going to be more commercial driven and commercial, uh, more commercial approach for revenue generating activities for our CS org. So the first and foremost is that we have to, we're transitioning our AE sales team from having the renewal cross sell of sale responsibility to uh, our CS team and having more sales focused or revenue new focused uh, CSMs. And mm -hmm. in our CS org, we have uh, three different uh, pillars and we need to build out and scale it. So this is another objective for 2021 is um, we have our under CS umbrella, we have support, which is a pretty strong uh, pillar already. And then the other two that we're working on is the account management value driving kind of business acumen uh, pillar which will drive the revenue and then the other one is that onboarding implementation uh pillar which we want to lower that time to value that ttv uh, to our customers and then lastly, uh, which kind of rolls up into the other two, is improve our, our data, improve our usage data for uh, our CS to be empowered to both uh, drive and prove value to our customers, as well as uh, drive for a, an upsell, a renewal, or a cross-sell, or any other revenue-generating activity. So that, that's really interesting. So 
three pillars, um, support, account management, and essentially the onboarding. So the customer success are gonna be leading the exclusively the onboarding account management will be the, the team providing ongoing value to the client in charge of the renewal and the support will be actually the background for technical support. Who will be the main face for the main point of contact essentially for the, your client? It would be the account that account manager uh, value driving conversation because those are the ones that are going to be reaching out for the QBRs or solution reviews because we feel QBRs has, has a bad uh, rap, so we don't want to use that term. Um, so we do solution reviews. They do uh, reach outs for you know collaboration, G two podcasts, that sort of thing. Um, so really, that account management pillar is uh, is going to be that main point of contact moving forward. Um, but we do what we call a full stack CSM approach. So anyone, no matter what pillar you're in, you should be able to help out if needed. We are a small seed stage startup, so you still have to wear hats. We're not big enough to have uh, specific individual roles, um, but you do have superpowers and whatever your superpower is, we'll throw you into one of those three pillars. Thank you. This is really interesting. Thank you, Paolo. Um, Boaz, and then we can go back to the first question. I'm gonna pick another lucky one to share his or her thoughts. Thanks, Bethil. Um, I'll pile on to, to the comment on data. Um, I just extended an offer if everything works well, the guy will sign um, you know, in the next couple of days. Um, for, for a guy to um, add, jo join our team and build a super strong data kind of intelligence program. Uh, actually, the, the, the job title is customer success intelligence program. Um, we, we are doubling down dramatically on getting the insights on customers. And this is a foundation for us towards creating the right playbooks that can in turn serve our customers best and serve us best. So, you know, um, it, Tom Thomas, some, some of you may know him, he's one of the you know most worthwhile uh, people to read. Um, he's a, a VC from Redpoint Ventures, wrote um, at the end of 2019, um, kind of his top predictions for 2020, obviously COVID was in none of those, but uh, he did say that data science is the new CSM. And I remember I was reading that and I, I tried to understand it better. I actually talked to him about his perspective on this. And I thought that makes all the sense in the world. When you think about customer success, the, the main thing that differentiates us from quote unquote, the, the old school account management role is the availability of data as the basis to serve customers, right? You want to serve customers based on what they do, not based on the time in the month that you know it, it is or the, the duration before the renewal or whatever. So getting deeper and deeper and deeper into understanding the data as the base to do everything else is critical. And we are now doing kind of literally doubling down on that with a whole team focused on generating that level of data. So that's the main thing for me in 2021. And if you don't mind adding on the chat group uh, the name of this author, I'm sure some people may have missed it, such as myself, sure. would love to go through this book. Uh, I love the idea of the data science is a new CSM. Let me ask you a question about the specific data. Is it based on your own strategy? Is it data that is already available within your organization based on usage, based on a strategy? Or is it, are you gonna be working with data vendors related to your client space to better understand as an industry level how to better capture your client and provide always more value, if it makes sense. That's a good question. We don't plan in, in 2021 to go outside. We do plan to collate all the data from the different systems, from the CRM, from the HR, from the case management, obviously from the product itself. Uh, a lot of the, the work that we will do is work with the product team on getting deeper insight into the product itself. 
And then the outputs mm -hmm. are going to be two, one output for our CSMs to know, you know, what are the segmentation, what are the activities, what are the actions so we can do things. The second output is data for customers, which we may or may not decide to monetize, but giving them more insight into their business based on us and becoming much more important um, partner vendor right to them. We don't only provide you software you can do business with, we also give you insight uh, that are more interesting and valuable for you, how to work with your customers, how to work with your employees, how to optimize the way you work, almost irrespective of whether or not you use us, obviously. If you don't use me, I can't have you the data, but I'm trying to create another tier of value proposition to them. Thank you, Rob. Uh, anyone wants to jump on this data science uh, being the new customer success uh, don't, as the strategy goal for 2021? Laura, am I gonna have to pick you? I know you are hopefully well-versed on that topic, no? Well, it actually goes back into, so, so the challenge I have is our CSMs have gotten so strong. Um, for everyone's knowledge, I lead a customer success team that works with robotics and the data is really powerful because it obviously optimizes the efficiency of the robotics. It improves performance mm -hmm. and CSMs are experts in looking at the data and creating recommendations. And one of the things we've been doing with the product team, um, I don't know if any of you use Grammarly. And I find, David, I see your hand raised and Boaz, yeah. I find their emails and prompts and tips to be one of the best that improve my performance. And one of the things that the more that CSMs act as great data analysts, the less they use our platform for analytics. And so I'm at this interesting crossroads where I am pushing the product team to be improving not only the experience in the platform and really giving them the data they need, but then also how can emails and other communications or text and other things, my, my stakeholders are interesting in that they're not always sitting, they're not definitely not sitting at a desk. So I'm trying to figure out how a self-service model, how communications can prompt behavior and also highlight when things are at risk while also things are great. So um, I've advanced the team to a point where it's actually hurting the success of our customers in adopting our um, data platform, but also um, making it more difficult. So one of the things I shared in the strategic initiatives is I got to get them to higher value. So that's one of the big initiatives and it's through product, through onboarding efforts and through self-service that that we're, we're actually developing that. So I'm a big fan of great data um, uh, CSMs and the ability to tell a great story and talk at a very executive level and then drop back down to the what is the end user for us. Um, so uh, Bernal, is that, Bert, I'm sorry, Bernal, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. And it's it's really interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to discover a little more within the 2021 where this project is actually um, um, getting to. A anyone would like to jump on this uh, interesting data-related space? Yes, Madhu? Hi, everyone. So we uh, kind of uh, will echo both the points. Uh, really good. And we we are a B2B SaaS company in uh, Toronto uh, with uh, dealing with uh, big data analytics uh, for you know big spaces and all, uh, like big airports, shopping malls, retail, and transport hubs. And completely agree. And even for us, I think adding up to the strategic insights for next year, been uh, focused on uh, generating or creating a source of truth for our company in terms of adding every client's data and product adoption and everything in one place. And now uh, for us, it would be the next stage would be generating insights from it so that we can, you know, create a more meaningful, uh, you know, uh, like uh, insights for all these customers and then take action items on top of it. And also, uh, as Laura said, basically utilize how we can help our customers accordingly based on that uh, in various formats. 
Also, the second part of that is that we are utilizing our the way our customers use our product, and then trying to figure out how the whole industry uses it and how they can learn from each other in a more you know better way. So both the ways uh, that we are heavily uh, focusing on data, both from their own usage and their uh, product usage and the industry usage, and all. So completely agree with that. Thank you, Meru. Thank you. This is and during our conversation, I find it very interesting the type of value you're providing to an industry and an end user who has been really impacted by uh, by, the, by COVID nineteen. So, um, in terms of strategic initiative for twenty twenty one, when you have uh, an industry that has been as impacted as uh, um, cruising to uh, cruise or um, retail, uh, anyone would like to share how they are actually providing value, keeping like with the, the business running some renewals as well for twenty twenty one. Any strategic insights? I can speak to that. Hi, I'm I'm, Hi, in the, I'm in the hotel space, so it's been quite a year for us. Ninety-five uh, percent of our customer base had to shut completely for three months or more. So, and still about eighteen percent are not open. Um, so, uh, our strategy, uh, as a result of the impact of COVID, we 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 had a riff, uh, and so we we are doing more with less, right? So, really focusing on um, tech touch and, and going back to that segmentation. And it just so happens that doing more with less is is now our value proposition for our product. Um, so, our hotel clients are are have had to downsize as well. They're running at much lower occupancies. They're looking at really investing in technology to do the things that a larger staff did. Um, so we are partner, we are pairing both our value proposition to our customer base with uh, that to our our actual how we will run our CS team. So we 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 have uh, quite um, uh, you know uh, some roadblocks ahead of us, um, and and we're looking at tools, uh, right? So I think a few tools we talked about: Pendo, uh, AppQs. Um, what can we do? Where can we invest in technology? Um, is sort of how we're aligning. So if anybody has ideas around those things, uh, both internal tools in terms of um, BI tools and and data analytics tools, but also um, tools that will actually hit the customer directly. I'd love any insights on that. But. And thank you, Mel. That's really very insightful. And as well, maybe if we can add a couple of um, insight of how to actually keep this client renewed, focusing on future when we will be back to normal. Any insights? I'm going to pick, I'm going to move to um, the second. Uh, Bertel. Yes, I'm I was, go ahead. Andreas. I'm jumping in here for for two reasons. So, um, as a mathematician, I love um, Boas and uh, Tom and Ed Powers and all the other data nerds. Uh, put myself in that corner, but um, in our team, someone actually said how they started with analytics. Kind of is um, since they have some customers that they're not able to uh, to touch, and just doing the comparison between. Uh, the um, re results in terms of renewals and re retention between the two segments, if you think of customers that have a CSM and that don't, um, were already some staggering re results and you have that, then you can find yourself like Boas does a um, data scientist who can drill deeper down mm -hmm. into the other metrics. But um, also as one of the co-hosts today, I want to take a nice screenshot. And so um, I tried several, um, one of them and always someone was kind of in an inopportune pose. So if during the next few minutes, you're trying to smile a bit harder and um, that will make us all look so much better on the LinkedIn post for that. Thank you. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. We'll take a picture toward the end for the last one. Everyone's going to stay. Happy New yep. Year. Um, I would love to have uh, Nils and Marcus Sparks just sharing their thoughts. Sorry, I don't mean to put you on a spot, but 
um, we can start with Niels, uh, who's been very quiet on the second slide, on the second page. So let's bring you back up. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, strategic initiative around providing value to industry-based uh, clients that have been directly impacted by COVID, such as hotel, to go back to Marilyn, uh, exact question. Yeah, hey, Bertel, thanks for uh, for the call out. Always, always happy to share. Appreciate the uh, the um, putting finger on it. So, um, you know, in these cases where there literally was no playbook written ever for anything like this, right? It, it's a couple things you got to rely on. Number one, everybody, you and your company and your CS team in particular are domain experts. You you think about the problems that your solution solves more than anybody else ever will. Therefore. I can confidently say without knowing any many of you individually that you are world-class experts in your solution right and in those times when there's a lot of uncertainty your customers are facing just as much as you and bringing those um, situations to the table where you're bringing ideas that are um, grabbed from a large different a large amount of customers and bringing them together to help them figure out some direction forward like madeline was saying there's a whole different focus that they have now in serving their customers and even positioning their product that's fantastic and that only came as the result of all of this um you know crazy stuff that happened so never doubt that you know the expertise that you have to see the world in a vastly different way, even than your customers does, is incredibly valuable. And I would say to always take a step back and be looking at that and saying, look, we are unique in that we see how hundreds of people do this. It's our job to take that, bring it up to a high enough level that we can share it probably at a framework level that could help benefit all of our customers, right? Because we can't just say like customer A did this and customer B did this and customer C did this and you should do this. That doesn't really work. But if you say the top things that are happening into the, our hotel clients, given the circumstances here is they're doubling down in these three areas. Now let's talk about how our solution can help you double down in these three areas, right? You create a direct connection into that. So, um, you know, never underestimate the power of knowledge that you have from serving a customer base because your customers, they never see the same spectrum. They're only working within their world and they're just trying to solve the problems that are right in front of their face, but you get to mm -hmm. see it from 20, 50, 100, 200, thousands of different angles. And it's your job to bring that to the surface, help them find a new way forward. I love it. Yes, and always, I always see the uh, customer success team as kind of the eagle eye above above the cloud. Like we have yeah. these 360 views. Our client love uh, hearing stories of other businesses or industry who have been impacted and how that can relate to them. And providing this aha moment or this blind spot about something that might be useful in the short term to help them to survive. Um, we have got a few minutes, but I, I'm going to pick on Sherry, who's been as well very quiet during our conversation. So, if you don't mind sharing your thoughts around. Those, um, those industries that have been directly impacted by the COVID and how, in your belief, customer success can provide additional value and renew essentially those businesses. Nils, I know you had something to do with this. Uh, I, I was going to say that it, technically this was all Bertel. I was, I, I sure you got called on, but it happened to be after you. It, just, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Or Nils. Um, so it's interesting, uh, our company, like I said, for those of you who have heard me say this before, I apologize, but we're SEO and content marketing software. And we work with a lot of people who have been hit like hotel chains, um, e-commerce, media. Um, everybody's been impacted in some way. And what we have found just based on, like I said, the niche and more area vertical that we sit in is a lot of people were woefully under unprepared for things to go completely digital or there, or, not really didn't realize until it was too late the impact that your online presence has and how and where to put things so we've seen a lot of companies come to us this year like what 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 do we do um mm -hmm. and i mean we have been fortunate and 
not only weathered the storm, but have experienced a lot of growth this year simply because of that. But like e-commerce, how to, you know, how do we help your business sustain something when, especially if you rely on the brick and mortar where the traffic has died down? For um, anybody in the travel sector that we deal with, um, we work with a large hotel chain. Um, how do we help them? And a lot of that is looking at it, not just from uh, a larger expanse is, but the local level, mm -hmm. because different states, different communities, when they have Absolutely. those landing pages for, for, different, um, for different hotel chains and really be able to hone in on what they can do um, for their website. And a lot of it can be super technical, but content, what are people looking for right now? Mm -hmm. What's the intent of their search um, and how to best support that? So we've, we've been doing like i said it's it's just interesting um like i said we've seen a lot of that um universities they've been hit they've gone a lot of them have gone you know digital or they had some online learning but they didn't put a ton into that because mm -hmm. now they've had to so we we deal with a couple of people in the edu space but mm -hmm. that has grown so thank you interesting the this is really interesting. Uh, we've got another four minutes left. I want to make sure. Sorry, Antonio, I see you raising your real hand. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and maybe the next time, uh, and you're on mute, but we have another four minutes. I would like to leave. And sorry, Marcus, I know I told you I invited you to join. But um, two things I would like to do for the remaining three minutes. Um, we're all going to say Happy New Year to each other. And I think I'm going to take a screenshot. And this, I'm going to leave the last word to uh, Jeff. Uh, who's going to close our conversation so at three we're going to say happy new year one two three happy new year happy, happy new year, year. Happy year. Year. <laughs> uh terrible thank you if you're going to see that on linkedin <laughs> perfect jeff do you want to take over for the remaining three minutes yeah yeah appreciate it Bertel. thanks for uh, helping to lead today's session um and appreciate everyone joining i know um good to hear i always love how these sessions go i actually like being a participant i was in the chat window i was actually you know uh, connecting. So it's a little different for me this time, which was great. But, um, I, you know, from Jay and I, I just want to give a, a heartfelt thank you to everyone who's who's on the call, who's been here over the, you know, the remaining or rem the, the previous nine months or so that we've been doing this. Um, and I wanted to give you some context, which I think is, is pretty cool. Um, so we started this on, I think, May 5th uh, was our first session. Uh, we had 18 people in our first session uh, that we held. Uh, since then, I think we've held 37 sessions, if I counted correctly, uh, 37 office hours, uh, across that time, we averaged about, uh, I think it's close to about 71 people over those 37 sessions. So um, it's it's pretty crazy for us to imagine that we started with 18 people and now we, we regularly get above 50 people. Uh, our community now has actually grown to, uh, I think, 3,600 members. We've got over 5,000 or 5,500 who've engaged in, in tons of content that we have. Um, our podcast has gone from literally zero listens. I think we're above 35,000 right now, uh, getting close to 40,000 listens. Um, over the last nine months. And so, um, again, this is, you know, uh, very heartfelt thank you to you all for joining. I know, you know, the biggest thing that I think we always try and strive for is just providing value. That's the reason you all come. Uh, we want to give actionable insights, uh, drive value that you all can go uh, put into your day-to-day -day lives. Uh, I think connecting with another one another during a, a year like this has just been um, great for us just to make sure we're not crazy, uh, make sure that we've got uh, the right ideas, make sure we're thinking about it. So um, I'm just very appreciative. I know Jay is as well. Uh, we're excited for 2021. We've got a ton of great plans coming into, into the fold. Um, and so, you know, we're uh, we're going to be gone for the next couple of weeks. I uh, hope everyone gets the opportunity to do some rest and relaxation, 
uh, enjoy some time with the computer closed if you can. But uh, I just wanted to give that as a last little parting gift uh, about how far we've come as a community together and uh, appreciate you all doing this and, and building it uh, alongside of us and, and more to come in 2021. So um, appreciate everyone and look forward to seeing you all uh, in the very near future. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all again soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.